Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen, teen drama, drama fan cast. <laughs> and we are full of burger. We are on vacation. And full of burger. Yeah, we literally watched the episode and then ate some burgers. <laughs> and then now we're recording about a second after eating the burgers. Yay. It was, we are full of burger and full of... Feelings. Feelings? It's weird. Ha- no, not a lot of things happened. <laughs> but the things that did happen, not great. I don't know. I don't know. It's a... Uh... Weird episode. People had emotions about things that occurred. Well, we will get to that. But I thought, thought, uh, we, hey, it's it's getting close to October, Aaron. <gasps> and you know what happens in October? Riverdale's coming back. No, my birthday. Also that on the same day. On the same day. Guess what we're doing that day? What? Our parents have abandoned us. Yes, <laughs> yes. Our, just in general, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to Nevada, and will return sometime. Yeah. Just in time to move out of our, not my childhood home. No, it's Aaron. It's no one's childhood home. No it one, is just a home. No one cares about this <laughs> They home. are moving out of their house into another house, neither of which we have any real connection to. But it will take a lot of work. Yes. Yes. I don't know why we're, that wasn't, we, we that was not what us. I was going, that was not what I was going into. I don't know why you're. Anyway, br- our parents have abandoned us. Yeah. They will be gone for a month. And this month includes not only my birthday, all right, but the season premiere of Riverdale, which I'm sure they're more broken up about. So it's very important. Yeah. So this, it, so the season premiere of Riverdale is coming out, <laughs> and it's very important that we celebrate both it and Aaron's birthday at the same time. So everyone, everyone, everyone who listens to this podcast will go and eat some wings because it's a Wednesday. So we will all have Wing Wednesday. That bugs me a lot. I should explain. It. it comes out on a Wednesday. I know. And we release on Mondays. That's that, a lot of time. That is a lot of time. We are we are closer to its release. It's <laughs> because it used to come out on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday on TV and Friday on Netflix. So it made sense. So we would so you'd have the weekend to watch it. And then you would listen to us. Yeah. And now it's Wednesday. This is great. Why aren't you thinking of us? Come uh, on, Riverdale. CW. Care about us. TV network. We are two Canadians who do not live in Vancouver, but you should still care about us. We we needed this so bad. We need it. We needed this to line up for our schedule. I'm just hoping, I am hoping there will be a two-day gap and we'll come to Netflix on Friday. Still? If it comes to Netflix on Friday, we're okay. <laughs> but if it comes to Netflix on Thursday, come it's, on. It's nonsense. Come on. People have to wait so long. They hate everything. Yeah, I mean they'll be they'll be listening to our podcast for the last episode on the day the episode comes out. It's crazy. They'll hate it. It's terrible. This is all about us. However, on October 11th, get you some wings. Come watch Riverdale with us. I'll be live tweeting it. My jokes will not be good because I'll be too full of wings and wine. <laughs> but like, still do it. You'll like it. Yeah, we'll. Uh... We'll be doing that. It'll be fun. Because it's my birthday and I demand it. And our parents have abandoned us. They're selling a home. <laughs> a home. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you're right. Okay, let's get into our thing before you start just <laughs> yelling about personal issues. People like it. All right, this is episode 19, The Heartbreak. The Heartbreak. So this was one of the funniest openings to an episode that I've seen. Because Ryan and Marissa share the most awkward hug. Marissa, and then, Marissa goes up and she tries to kiss him. And Ryan's like, no. He's like, hey, you still sucked? We're not back together. Like Marissa expected it. Like, they be like, all right, well, that's, well, we dealt with that problem. Anyway, come here, Ryan. The whole thing where you didn't trust me, I'm Ryan. And you, uh, I'm okay with that. And you, uh, you gaslit me. Mm, it's and fine. It was just the worst time of my life, and I lived in Chino, where I was uh, kind of criminal. But like, remember when you said, "I'm sorry," that made it all okay. I mean, that's what Marissa 
hopes he would do. But that's not what he did. No. He just like awkwardly hugs her and then he's awkwardly like, hey. Yeah. So, um, Valentine's Day is no, tomorrow. No, no, she brings it up. Ryan is so, like, we, we just watched this, Aaron. Okay. No, Ryan is literally standing there like a statue of the entire scene. And Marissa's like, hey, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. And he's like, singles dance. I can't. I don't. That's where I'm, I was okay. going with that. that he was going to be like, so uh, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. And I got to work a singles dance. So He um, never brings a Valentine's Day. Bye. She brings a Valentine's Day. Anyway. The order tomorrow. is super important because Marissa's so... So badly, just like thinks everything is okay. Guys, when you think your boyfriend is crazy and should be expelled from school, things will not be okay the next day. Yeah, it's... (sighs) That's just how that works. You got to talk about things and not take it to the point where guns are involved. So we're going to have a singles dance for the hospital, not at the hospital. Maybe both. And I will argue, having watched this episode, I don't understand what the singles component of the dance is. Yeah, everyone's super upset that no one's going with them to a singles dance. And there's, like, no elements to bring the singles together. Yeah, it's... it's just a vague dance. Yeah, but the, the, the thing that I enjoy is when the scene ends, they both turn around, and Ryan is conflicted, and Marissa's confused? She thought it would be okay. She's like, why can't I kiss him? I said I was sorry. Why won't he accept my apology? Clearly, this is his fault. <laughs> I'll, mm. go, I'll go find someone to talk to this about. Maybe I should repeat what I did last episode, where I tell him that his emotions are incorrect. You'll love that. So, um, smash cut to Summer playing an arcade so, game. Summer's playing Galaga, which, not weird that it's a Galaga machine, because it's a classic machine, whatever, I don't care. Why but, is she playing it? But this... I don't know if this expands Summer's character or just confuses it. Because they, they do things later on this episode that try to, like, sync up Summer and Seth. But Seth doesn't even comment on the fact that she's playing Galaga. Is it a continuation of her love of video games from the last episode? She didn't love video games. Oh, no, they didn't play any video games. They nope. just watched Batman. Watched Batman and try and tried to get into comic books. She has never, ever shown interest in video games ever before. But to be fair, they were only ever playing Dynasty Warriors 5. So maybe she just likes different video games. She's like, oh, man, these new games are nothing like the classic games. I want Galaga. I want Pit Trap? Pitfall. I I just like uh, Mrs. Pac-Man. Oh, my old school arcade game. Yeah, she's just super old school gamer. Yeah, she has, like, the high score of Mrs. Pac-Man at the school. <laughs> and, and uh, man, Seth doesn't even know. Because she just records it as, what is her last name? Summer? I don't know. I don't know either. Bilson. SB. SB is what all the video games says. And Seth is like, who is SB? No, no, her video game says ass. <laughs> <laughs> she spent too much time hanging out with Danny. So, um, guys, Seth sucks. <laughs> yeah, this is... He rolls on up in there and he's like, hey, so um, me and Anna broke up, so uh, Valentine's Day? <laughs> yeah, it's like the way that this scene is written, it always feels, feels like Seth, like, like Adam Brody was told off screen right before the shot happened, like, oh, by the way, we changed the script. You're now, you're now asking Summer out. He's like, wasn't it like last episode the breakup? Yeah, no, we don't want to do it. We don't want to, we just want to do it. Just, just go, to, go Figure fast. it out, improvise something. And he like, was like, um, 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 Summer, why is it? And then Rachel Wilson's like, wait, we're doing this? Okay, sure. I thought this was just a scene about how I like Gallica. I'm, uh, no, Seth, you just broke up with Anna. And he's like, I know. And but I, I secretly have always liked you. Like, it's a weird and stilted scene because, like, they didn't give any time to breathe. At all. No, he's literally like, hey, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. What you doing tomorrow? And we don't need an episode of Seth, like, moping around. But an ep- just an episode of filler would be great. Yeah. Just one episode where, where Seth's where they're like, just like... He's just like, hey, I screwed up my relationship with Anna. Yeah. And Ryan's like, yup. 
my storyline now? <laughs> Let's deal with something else. I'm going to go back to Chino to get in, I don't know, some sort of drag race fight. And Seth is like, hmm. We won't talk about my plot line for the rest of this episode, but this will give us room to breathe. Could I be your second? <laughs> and Ryan's like, can you drive a car? And Seth's like, who's been driving you around all season? <laughs> and then it's essentially it's just Tokyo Drift in Chino. I was going to say Greece. <sighs> or it's Greece, I guess. <laughs> so, um, next scene, Sandy, it turns out, sucks at Valentine's Day. I mean, he, it's weird. It's like he forgot it existed because he has work. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, I have a lot of work to do. And it feels like he just forgot Valentine's Day existed. But later, it's established this is Kristen's favorite holiday. Yeah, which... Was not established in this scene. At all. Which I understand, you know, you can't set things up in earlier episodes. And they never talked about Valentine's Day. I don't think they're just going to bring up, oh, and Kirsten's favorite. But she's like irrationally mad and it makes no sense. This this one would make sense because he says it is a non-holiday. And he has to know that. He has been married to her for a long time. I'm not entirely unconvinced that this isn't just a long con for him to be like, she's going to hate me. Then she's going to love me. (laughs) Ah, Sandy Cohen, <laughs> I have plans. I came up with this while I was surfing. Yes, it does seem like a plan. Because he just tried to be like, you don't like things I like, like surfing. Maybe this is later, but he's yeah. like. No, this is the scene. He's like, you don't like things I like, like surfing and golf. <laughs> well, then, then he's like, I've done so many things for you. Like, like what? And I just want Sandy to be like, well, I didn't get that upset when you kissed Jimmy Cooper. But instead, Kirsten's like. I supported you. When you loved to surf, I supported that. When you moved into private practice, I supported that. And I'm like, oh, did you, Kirsten? I mean, you liked it until you knew he was fighting against your dad. Like, yeah, you see, support is a weird word to use. And is private practice really a sacrifice in this TV show? Yeah, he's like, and I supported you when you went to make more money. What? <laughs> and work, like, slightly more than you used to, but only when it's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you were home to carry like, those like, boxes like, of Chinese. What would have been a better line? Like, I supported you during the entire time you were a um, pro bono lawyer. Exactly. But when, it, when you brought home no money, I still loved you. But it's just like, when you brought home a lot of money, I loved you. Like, <laughs> Kirsten. You're doing it wrong. So Jimmy has a secret admirer who has... Cookies with the largest chocolate chips I've ever seen. Those are Hershey's Kisses. Those were very big Hershey's Kisses. They're Hershey's Kisses. I know. I'm, I'm willing to accept you. Accept yeah. that they are. They're very big ones, um, though. Guys, who is the secret admirer? Guess what? I know because I read the credits. No. It's I was, Haley. I wasn't paying attention. Well, I like when because he's always talking to his daughter about it. Yeah, and she and he he thinks that like she gave it to him because you know she's trying to make him feel good. Which let's be clear. Is a thing Marissa would do. Super reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, there's no way your your mother hates me a lot. She he's, also hates he is, cooking. He is super open about how much Julie hates him from his daughter. Like, your mother kind of wants me to die. And then he opens it and he's like, oh, these are cookies. <laughs> They're not from your mom. So so then um, Marissa's like, well, who did you kiss lately? And I, <laughs> Jimmy like does like a, a scrub style like memory thing. Camera. And he's like, Kirsten? No, wait. <laughs> um, guys, again, I read the credits. It's Haley. It's Haley. All right. Uh, we, oh, so Seth goes to Summer's and we see like. All- Summer has a bedroom. Yeah, she doesn't just live wherever. I mean, she doesn't. Er- Okay, that doesn't mean she lives in her bedroom. Let's be clear, Erin. She has a bedroom. We never see anything outside of it. We don't even know if that's her house. It could still be in Marissa's old basement. <laughs> Seth, Seth just like look, just like looks at a at an address, and it's like the field, and there's like a bunker, and he and just, he just like walks down. And it's just like her laying on a bed. It's a pink room. <laughs> Talking to Princess Sparkle, which is her horse, which matches Seth's horse. And also, when Seth knocks, Simmer's like, "I'm busy." I'm naked. Which I'm is like, so good. Yeah, these two. Good. Good job, show. Hey, landed. And then this is about, I'd say about 10 minutes in, Aaron. Yep. And this is dramatic. 
And but then it not, is sex. It's not played for drama. So, yeah. Well, no, d- d- dramatic in the sense of, like... Yeah, this is a big thing. This feels like an end of an episode thing. And they're just like... Mur. And then they have sex. And then we cut to... Oh, Luke. Luke, no. No. Luke, Ju- no. no. Julie, Luke, no. 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 Oh, no. God, no. So, um, let's, no. Just, let's just cut back to this after summer and sex... Yeah. Seth sex. Yeah. Then it, yeah. So so that scene is an interlude, a mid-coitus interlude. Bah, and then we go back. And we learn that Summer has like very deep eggplant colored sheets under the pink. Yeah. So that's good. She's got a color scheme. But both her and Seth are... Awkward? Yeah. They're not, they're not too happy about what's going on. Yeah. Oh, we do... I guess we do learn that Summer has a downstairs. Once again, does not mean that Seth didn't come through a bunker. There's just yeah. a lower part of the bunker. There's a lot of levels to this bunker. <laughs> well, that's where Kirsten, that he, she's letting Kirsten have her uh, boy fight club down there. Kirsten? Um, Caitlin. Caitlin. And Caitlin have her uh, boy fight club yeah. down there. I mean, you have to share these bunkers. There's not that many of them in the yeah. OC. Yeah, and like they're, they're pretty expensive. If you can find one to like split with someone, you can get it's it. It's just good, especially if you're a teenager. It yeah. just makes fiscal sense. Yeah. But, but it's, it, you know, it's a nice split-level bunker. Yeah. Uh, and with it with a special uh, vault room for in case you need to, you know, store food or yeah. prisoners. And they also have a rumpus room for TV time. Yeah, yeah, with their boy fights. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought that this would immediately smash cut to a scene where Seth wants to talk about it. Because Ryan's just like hanging out in the pool house. No. But surprise, Mar- it's not Seth. <laughs> Marissa comes in and jumps vagina first at Ryan. And Ryan's like um, yeah, Marissa's like, hey, remember my whole, my whole, like, thing about not, let's have sex right now. Remember when I forgot how to trust you? I remembered! And Ryan's like, hey, no. God, we're no. not a couple. Do you, you know what I want to say? This is actually really, for, tw- for 2004, this is amazing to have your male lead be like, no, let's not. Let's, like, figure our issue. out. Because I've seen things that do stuff like this, but they always have them have sex, and then afterwards... And afterwards, he's like, I'm conflicted. I don't think we should have done that. Oh, but Ryan's Ryan like, no, no, we shouldn't have sex at all. He's like, hey, remember a week ago when you didn't trust me? Remember? Might have been yesterday. We have to deal with that. And she's like, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand anything. I told you I was sorry. I trust you now. This and Ryan's like, um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Look, this is, and then she goes to leave and she says, this is, what, I don't remember what she says, but he says wrong. And, yes. And then like Mercy goes, <gasps> I think she's going to leave. She's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have. This is just, this is, and then he says, this is wrong. And then yeah. she says, I was going to say, this is awkward. And I'm like, no, wrong is Correct. Right. You are having sex for the I, wrong reasons. I was really worried that, this, that the episode was going to pivot, and all of a sudden it's going to be like, Ryan be like, I'm sorry I said it was wrong. Spoiler, it doesn't. It's, no. Ryan is still like, I got to figure my life out. This is a good this is a this is a good sequence for yeah. these characters. Like, considering my impressions of a lot of these teen drama shows, this was well mm-hmm. done. And it's up against a lot of dumb, so. It's true. So, now that Marissa has left, Seth mopes on yeah. in. Yeah, Seth, wait, Seth waited patiently outside. He was like, okay, Marissa. Ryan has told me you're not a couple, so... I will just stand here and nod, as I know this interaction will only take approximately 15 minutes. And I have things to discuss with my best friend, Ryan. And I know you're not a couple, because Ryan is my best friend. Oh, no, we're going to have sex. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. I know things, because Ryan is my best friend slash brother. Anyway, so Seth goes in there, and he essentially just is like, he, he talks to Ryan about sex. And it wasn't great. It wasn't great. He, want, he wants sex advice, and Ryan gives the advice that a human being would, which is like... Do it I don't, again. Number one, it's, I don't want to. The number two is, yeah, do it again. Which, once again, I'm actually impressed about, because the way that... Yeah. The way that TV shows have characters talk about sex is the way that no human being ever talks because, about sex. like, when someone loses their virginity, it's supposed to be, like, an amazing, life-changing moment. Yeah. So... 
Kevin, I feel like we're grownups, so I can tell this story. Okay. I had a boyfriend. Yeah. When I was what? When? I when? Was, Does mom and dad know? In my youth, <laughs> I had a boyfriend. And we did it for a while. And we talked about our first times. And I had had a first time. And he was like, oh, yeah. No, I was camping. And I met a girl. And it was good. And we, like, we did a thing in my tent. And I was like, hmm, that's a great first time story. <laughs> All right. So our relationship grew and blossomed. And the day of our graduation from high school, our relationship moved to the next level as we sat on a couch that was covered in fire extinguisher foam. The <laughs> Blossom. All right. Don't worry. No one got pregnant. Well, how could you without a fire extinguisher foam? It's essentially spermicide. So fast forward to a year later, and he was very drunk. And we were in a bathroom. And he was like, Aaron, Aaron, I have to tell you something. And I was like, okay. And he was like, the girl in the tent, she didn't exist. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, my God. You had sex with a ghost. <laughs> no, I was like, no. what? Oh, no. Oh, no. You now have a story. Your first time was with your girlfriend at grad. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> so what I take from that is people pretend the first times are like yeah, an like, epic story. And for some people, they are. But for most people, they're on a couch with fire extinguisher foam. And it's fine. <laughs> I was more of just talking about the fact that, like, on shows when people – when they do when they have men talk about sex – they talk about ways that men have never talked about sex with anyone ever has ever done it. Like, it's, it makes it sound like men are very, very interested in the sex lives of, like, their friends. I'm going to tell you, as a dude, I am not. No. And none of my friends are just in my life. Like, like, no. No, no one – I've never gone up to someone and been like, oh, yeah, me and my girlfriend went out last night. And they're never like, yeah, did you guys have sex? And what kind of sex did you have? No. They – People don't talk, but in, in TV shows, oh, immediately. Oh, immediately. I mean, sometimes we talk about it if things will be like, hey, this thing happened. Is that weird? And yeah. my friends will be like, no, I've done that. Yeah. Like, the, the kind of set, like, Seth talking to Ryan is realistic, which once again yeah. impresses me. Because Seth is like, it wasn't great. And Ryan's like, mm. and Ryan's like, I don't want to talk about this. Not like, yeah, boy. Yeah. Maybe if you talk to Luke, it would be different. <laughs> but then when Seth is like, it wasn't great, and Ryan's like, yeah, yeah. Do it again. What if Seth went up to Luke first and was like, Luke, I just had sex. I just had sex. And Luke was like, oh, yeah. Tell me everything about it. Snap. What was she wearing? Probably nothing. How did she smell? Probably like sweat. And Seth's <laughs> like, can't talk to you about this, can I? Gonna, no, buddy. You should go find Ryan. Luke, why are you in front of Miss Cooper's house? <laughs> Don't worry about it. We're Fine. I want to talk to you about sex. I'm just going to stand here and not move at all. So we do have a similarly really good conversation between Summer and Marissa. However, <laughs> let's caveat that. Um, Ryan and Seth have their conversation because Seth walks into the room and has to talk about it. Yeah. Marissa and Summer have hung out for an hour. And I assume that Marissa was just talking about her and Ryan the entire time. I would agree. And, and we learned she's been lying about it. Because it starts with it being like, oh, yeah, we both decided to wait. And the summer's like, yeah, me and Seth had sex and it was not good. And Marissa's like, oh, oh, we're being candid. We did not decide to wait. <laughs> we, we did not decide to wait. He did not want, he did not want to touch me. So um, Marissa or Summer, someone describes the sex between, maybe both of them. Yeah. Describes the summer as sex as fish sex. No, that's Seth. And at this moment, I wrote, oh, yeah, no, Summer was also clearly a virgin at this time. Yeah. Seth, yeah at Seth, this moment, it is clearly <laughs> telegraphed that they yeah. are both super virgins. Yeah. Seth, Seth says fish sex. Great. Um, but guess I, what, guys? Everyone. Everyone in this scene except for Ryan. I suspected because I knew dramatically that would be more accurate. But I also now know how Seth, like, exaggerates and yeah. gets in his own head. So I'm like, maybe... Maybe Seth. But the way know. Summer talks about it, you're like... Oh, yeah. No, the way Summer oh, yeah. talks about it. No, no. Seth does say um, fish. Summer, yeah. it's it's good. Also, she's very 
upset about it. And I guess yeah. because she has always seen herself as a sexual person, despite never having sex. And she also probably did not imagine her first time being akin to sex on a fire extinguisher couch. Oh, yeah. Which uh, is like ev- everyone's first time is a fire extinguisher couch. Let's, let's, let's be clear. I did explain that Marissa jumped vagina first at Ryan. Summer also jumps vagina first at Seth. Like yes. she, Like, she is... So excited to have sex. She just wants Cohen. Well, it's clear that she's like, this is clearly the only way that we can show our emotions. This is the person I was meant to be with. Let me share with him how I was meant to be with him. Eh. So Seth tries to have the sex talk with his dad, which was he going to have it also in front of Kirsten until she left? Um, maybe. Sandy and Kirsten marry each other. Seth comes in. And it, he's going to talk about stuff until Kirsten gets out of there because Jimmy. Jimmy has walked on in. And he's trying to detective and this is Haley. When we, yeah, this is when we learn that Valentine's Day is Kirsten's favorite holiday. And Haley is the only person who makes these Hershey Kisses cookies. No well, one else could possibly make them. And can I say one thing? I don't believe Haley cooks or bakes I think that drunk girl on that boat made those yeah, cookies. Yeah, there is nothing about Haley's character that makes me think she knows how to turn on an oven. No, not at, or she buys them. She has like a bakery she goes to where she's like, "Hey, here are my special cookies." <laughs> but she just has one bakery she goes to to get them, and she's like, "No, you will not sell these <laughs> in your bakery. Here is ten thousand dollars from my dad." So Jimmy's like, "Hey, where is she?" And Kirsten's like, "I don't know." You know, once I thought she was somewhere, and she wasn't there. She was on a boat. And Jimmy's like, that's just convenient enough to be true. Let me go wander. Fast forward. Let me go wander the docks. We'll talk (laughs) about that later. We'll catch up to Jimmy on the docks later. Oh, the sex talk with Sandy and Seth is awkward. So let's but not talk about it. It's awkward and great. And Seth instantly regrets it. And that's all we need to say. Um, so... Luke and Ryan have Luke. So Luke first needs to check in on Ryan and Marissa, you know, because he's the stalwart of their thing. But then he moves on. I wrote Luke and Ryan have a head talk combo. What? Yeah. What did I mean by that? I don't know, Aaron. You wrote it down about an hour ago. Oh dear. Anyway, they talk about Marissa, and then Luke tries to be like, so, can I get some details about Mrs. Cooper? Do, do, you, know, do you know if your if your effective enemy for the first six episodes is going to be here? And I'm like, Luke, you talked to Julie. She said she wasn't going to be there. Why are you asking? Why are you asking? Also, Ryan knows you have a boner. He can see it with his eyes. <laughs> He's onto your gross boner. But you know who can't see that? Teresa. Ryan's sort of ex- She's there. She's working at the party, which is not as odd as I think it is. Yeah, Yeah. because Chino is reasonably close, and And also she needs money. Yeah, and she she sort of does say later that she's like, I I took the talk because I need money. Also, maybe I thought I might see you. I don't really understand how she got a gig at a Chachi catering company, but that's fine. It's convenient, but not not as convenient as I think it is. Yes, it's not that inconvenient. Yeah. But anyway... She's there. Gasapa. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Um, so uh, I don't know. <laughs> Seth Seth oh. talking to Summer and then they um, He tries to do foreplay because his dad told him foreplay is good. But he never asked him I guess he, he must have Googled it or something. Yeah, he has no good details about foreplay. And, and super fair, he does he does not do a good job of it, and Summer is super against it. Like, even yeah. when he does stuff that, like, seems fine. When he, like, kisses her neck. Yeah. She's like, oh, what is this? What is happening to Why? me? Why? How dare you? And I'm like, Summer, we know you're a virgin. This is, has to be the only thing you've ever done. You've, why, why do you... Ha- why is this weird to you? Like, I've had my neck kissed. Have you ever been kissed? Have you ever been touched before? And I assume you've had various parts of your body kissed. Oh, Aaron. It's not unpleasant. She may have never been touched before. She did only date Danny. Well, no, no. Well, she also went on dates with other people, but I don't think she's ever kissed them. Can we ever think of her kissing someone? Because I think even when she was like, like, like 
um, terrible no, summer at the beginning. None of those she was party never, scenes? She was never the slutty friend. But there's never been anyone, like, hanging off of her or... She may have never kissed anyone before. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Summer, oh. no. <laughs> Summer, you talk a big game. This is a bad scene. Oh, this is bad. So, Aaron. Yeah. What are you drinking tonight? Um, tonight I am drinking some Malbec. You guys don't know this, but we're on vacation. No, you said at the very beginning. They know. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. I did do an Instagram earlier, but I wasn't sure if I said it out loud. No, yeah, you said it out loud. It was one of the first things you said. Great. We're on vacation. Before we came here, my dad was like, do not bring beer. And I was like, okay. And I like packed a bottle of wine. And then fast forward like a day later, he was like, I have 24 beers. <laughs> and like, I was like, I'm going to be there for one day. Great. He's not here. No. Kevin's here. Hello. Kevin does not drink alcohol. No. <laughs> so it's me. And a bottle of wine. And 24 beers. Plus, like, some Rattlers in the fridge and some Miller Lights. So so it's you, some wine, 24 <laughs> beers, and just loose alcohol. Miscellaneous beers. <laughs> Miscellaneous booze. Great. Well, what are you drinking right now? Um, This is a Malbec. Yep. I went to Willow Park Wine and Spirits in Calgary. And I was, like, wandering about because I decided I had to refill my bar. So I had, like, two glasses of – or, sorry, two bottles of white, two bottles of rosé. And I was like, mm, I need some reds. This is how you refill your bar. You just have, like, two of each type, like Noah's Ark. And yeah. then a guy came up to me. And he was like, who worked there? And he was like, what do you need? And I was like, a red wine. And he stared at me. And I stared at him. And he was like, I need more details. <laughs> And I was like, mm. a wine that is red. Fair. So he, I gave him some details. He recommended the Malbec. It's good. Dear, dear monsieur, give me your reddest of wines. I, I don't know what. Your most red of wines. I mean, they're all kind of like color wise. Your most $21 <laughs> red wines. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and that's what I have. <laughs> Give me your most $21 is wine. <laughs> it's good to I go have done that on dates it's before. It's good to go in with a budget. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. It's good. It's dry. It's delicious. Um, guests, do you want more details? They can't, they can't hear you. I know. I mean, they can hear you. They can't respond to you. I'll post an Instagram okay. of the bottle and put some details in that. All right, good. Yay. Good. Kevin. Would you like some Malbec? You can describe it very well. Let me drink so no. some. Just a second, guys. This is good pod content. I'm not cutting any of this out. It's red. All right, good. All right, <laughs> on to the show. So Ryan and Teresa have a talk. Can mm-hmm. I say one thing about Ryan and Teresa? I don't think they have romantic chemistry. No, I think they are best, best friends. Yeah, like... And I feel like I hear like, I don't know I don't know yet if it's on purpose. I am maybe, but I feel like there's I don't feel any romance between them at all. And I don't feel like she is trying to steal him. Yeah. I think she just misses her friend. Yeah, like even when they have those long eye contacts, I'm like, these are two old friends. I never feel romance. No. And she never says things like, Ryan, you're looking good. Yeah. Or like, you pull off rich boy well. Like, she is never trying to romance him. Yeah. She just misses her best friend. Yeah. Well, the best part of the scene is that Ryan essentially explains to her the plot of the first 18 episodes. And she's on our side. <laughs> and Teresa acts like anyone who's an outsider would act, which is like, wow, so it seems like people gaslit you. So he was a crazy, and no one believed you, and they actually told you you were a crazy. Like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly oh. what happened. Oh, no. Then Marissa sees him, and Marissa is once again so upset by the thought that Ryan has an ex. She is, despite the fact that Ryan is best friends with her ex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ryan sees her ex every single day because he's his best friend. 
And uh, Brian, like, I I mean, granted, he's sitting on the stairs to the country club. And also, if you know, she's hidden. So when Marissa first came out, she just saw Ryan and then up stands and there's Teresa. So, but like the momentary surprise lingers for too long. Way too long. Way too long. So great. Uh, We got another Seth and Ryan talking about how. And they're wearing very nice suits, and somehow Summer poked Seth in the eye with with her her big toe. There's definitely some inversion going on. Honestly, when they talk about, like, how they're injured is, I actually thought that was one of the funniest things. Because it cuts over. What were you guys trying to do? And the fact that you cannot tell what they were trying to do is the best part. Because he's like, I was poked in the eye. Also, my back gun hurts. Then we cut over to Summer and she's full on limping. And she's like, he kicked me in the leg. (laughs) Yeah. And there is, there is no position you can imagine. But it's great. It's great especially how like the way it comes up is perfect because it's just so summer standing there the entire time because the, the plot of these scenes both, both it's Seth done. and Ryan no so, one wants to go to this party exactly but but all, but Ryan's like I should go my friend is there and Marissa's, and Marissa's like, like I should go because Ryan has a friend there <laughs> and, and you know like, you know okay. he's not allowed to have joy but then Summer's like like okay hold on it just <laughs> toward her and Marissa's like what is it? Uh, Seth need me in the leg. Don't worry about it. And they move on. And like, this is two kids trying too hard to be good at sex. Which, which is, is realistic. Perfect. Yes, it's great. So, um, <laughs> Jimmy Cooper is stocking some random boats. Jimmy. Okay, did Marissa say any specific boat, or did she just say she's on a boat? And then Marissa went to every marina. I. Kiki maybe said which friend's boat. Well, here's the thing. I don't know. Either she gave the information willingly or Jimmy had to be like, oh, that's crazy. What boat would – like, if if this boat was at a marina, what boat do you think it would be at? But either way, he is just, like, wandering the marina being like – Until he finds a drunk woman on a boat and he's like, that woman seems like she might know something. This is clearly where my friend is. And guess what? Haley is. And And she's like – really happy and she's very sober and he's like come to my restaurant spoiler alert doesn't yet exist no it's not he's essentially being very very coy about it yeah let's 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 do their bit because well let's just do their bit (laughs) great um for some reason like jimmy keeps talking about the talking about the cookies and Haley never refers to them like, to the she, point that I'm like, is she yeah. lying to him? She, in fact, does not acknowledge she gave the cookies. Yeah, every single time he was like, oh, those cookies. She's like, so, how you doing? I'm like, Haley, are you high? Remember the time Probably. we kissed? I kissed a guy once. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. It, there's also no chemistry. No one has chemistry this episode, guys. So... We Here go we to the are party, at the party, and we cut between everybody, and no one is happy except for Teresa. Yeah, Sandy little, hates, sunshine. Sandy hates marriage, and yep. he loves drinks. Yep, and Seth isn't happy, and Ryan isn't happy, and Kirsten isn't happy, and Summer and Marissa aren't happy, and Julie is there, even though she said she was to, not coming to try to see if Caleb would go. However, she does reference Caitlin, so I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I think Caitlin's had a sleepover, you know, at at Summer's place. As always. With their boy fight. So, um, yeah, <sighs> she's there to find Caleb, but also no Luke, no. Yeah, Luke isn't, no. like, she, she, leave, she leaves in a huff and no Luke, no. Julie, Luke, no, no. no. So okay, hang on. At... We're going to talk about this party, Aaron. Okay. I want to sum up this party. I don't understand the point of this party. Yeah, let's sum up this party. Well, I mean, I was. you want to talk specifically the party? I was going to talk about the themes over the no, party. No, I don't understand any of it. They're like, it's a singles party, and I guess no one's in a relationship, but what the F is going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't How know. How is this a singles party? Like, the party itself makes it's, – it's just like every other fancy party in yeah. the OC, which is people sent around in nice suits, and drama happens that is auxiliary to the party. There's no thing. I would expect, like, speed dating. 
Like these people are rotating which, through and stuck talking to each other, which, which would have been, been really great. cool. Like that would have been good if they had to like, like if you forced Summer and Seth to sit together, and then yeah. it's Ryan and and somehow like Teresa Some had to do it as well. Some girl doesn't show up, and they're like, "Hey, pretty girl, who's a caterer? Sit hey, down, Teresa. We, sit we, down we now. Need to, we need to match this up." And maybe Kirsten's doing it because like she's upset at um at Sandy, like Sandy, Sandy's and like, then Sandy get Sandy doesn't realize he's sitting in the speed dating until it's too late. Yeah, so now he's going around as well. Yes. It's, it would have been so good, but instead, it's just a party. It's just a party. We should have wrote. We should. We should write the OC two thousand and four. <laughs> We're really. We have done this more than once. Where we've been like, "Hey, here's our better episode." What I was going to say about this party is that, like, for the things that happen at this party, what I found as I was watching this is like so many things happen at this party, and I care about none of them. I don't care how any of these things go. I, the, the Sandy and Kirsten mm-hmm. fight is dumb. The Seth and Summer fight is dumb. The Ryan and Marissa fight is... I mean, here's the thing. All the fights, I understand where they're coming from, but the way they're being put out, I don't care. Which is insane because they're actually, like, legitimate things. But the thing is, I feel like at this point in this season, because you know it's episode 19, it's not episode 24, it's not episode 15, your mind is kind of like, Meh. It's just episode 19. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. They're going to work it out. Who cares? <sighs> so um, Marissa tries to do this like whole start over thing, which is terrible. It's, the- yeah, it's cute. But Ryan's like, what Mar- the F? Marissa vastly missed this entire episode. Marissa misunderstands the problem that's going on. She's like, hey, what if we just pretend nothing happened? And what she needs to do is be like, hey, I know you're mad at me. These are the reasons I trusted Bolivar. We need to get over those these reasons together. Also, every like I never really feel like she ever apologized. No. She said I'm sorry, but, but she didn't say I'm sorry for this yeah, thing that it I just have sort of, done. Sort of feels like you're obviously angry. I'm sorry. Let's have sex. Yeah. <sighs> so cool. And then then Seth's like, clearly we can't have sex. So maybe we should just not be together. And I'm like, why? You are why? You're children and you don't know how to sex. I care about I care about this plot line so little. Smash cut to a very brief scene where Jimmy and um Haley are in the restaurant yeah. and maybe there's some asbestos in their champagne. I don't know. They're they're doing some like kind of flirty talk, but then Jimmy's like Kirsten cannot know about this, so we cannot be together. Also, they have the biggest champagne glasses known to man. And also, once again, I don't care. Hey, funny story, Aaron. After this scene, we never hear from them again. No, maybe next episode. The entire arc of this episode is Jimmy gets a Valentine's Day present from a secret admirer who immediately finds out is Haley. Haley is not perturbed by it. And then he's like, like, huh, ooh, good thing we went on this date. I don't love you. My restaurant. But even Haley didn't seem that interested. Yeah, like, no one's into this. Like, he arrived at the door and she's just like, hey, you're here too, I guess. I guess I'm bored because I don't know where else to go. So <laughs> let's have some dates. F- found those Hershey Kisses thing in the garbage can I always get them from. Thought I'd send them to you. Cool. Cool. Um, so Teresa and Ryan no longer smoke. Also, I guess... There I mean, was... Ryan doesn't smoke. Teresa might still. She hides it. I guess there was homecoming at some point because Marissa is the homecoming queen. No, no. I think it's just a name. It's... But, like, we have not had homecoming, and that upsets me. I guess. I want acknowledgement of homecoming. I thought homecoming was end of the year. No. Homecoming's in the fall. Which makes no sense, because then why would you have that thing at the beginning of the year? Because all of the people who graduated have to come back. It's homecoming. They're That's coming dumb. back to home. That's dumb. Homecoming is in the fall. Usually and all around who Thanksgiving. who graduates come back? Yeah. Okay. Hey, um, any country that has homecoming. That's dumb. <laughs> no, let me explain why that is dumb. Homecoming is in the fall. No, no. Le- yes, and let me explain why that is dumb. You're done school. High school is not that important that you have to go back and remind yourself how cool it is. A lot of people care a lot about college, and there's also homecoming in college. I'm willing to give that one a little bit more credence because college is very fluid. And when you finish it and when you don't, makes more sense. But that's just what I'm going to say. I think the thing we don't understand is how important 
high school sports are in the U.S. Like there are a lot of people who come from underprivileged communities who can only get out of them because of high school sports and homecoming feeds into that. It's at the beginning of the year after you graduate. You also go back other years. You go back every year. No, but after you graduate is what makes me... No, everyone goes back to homecoming. It's every year in the fall. People who are from Queens are called the Golden Gales. Yeah. And you can have graduated like 40 years ago from Queens University and you still go to homecoming. You're talking about university. Once again, I'm talking about high school. I, we don't understand American high schools. They're different. Yeah, and I'm going to say that's dumb. Hey, Americans. No, 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 no. Explain High school homecoming is dumb and I will fight you. Make me understand. No, no. You don't... Don't go back to high school after you're out of high school. So, Kevin. Because it just gets you trapped in the mindset of that this is the most important thing in the world. As and you it's know, not. I went to a lot of high school <sighs> in, um, I went to a lot of high school in Ontario. Yes. And we used to do our high school graduation, our commencement, in the fall. And people would, we would like sing. It was a thing. People yeah. would come back for commencement. And we wanted to move commencement to the spring, like normal people. Yes. And everyone was horrified by that. Yeah. What if you don't know if people will graduate? What if something goes wrong in the last month of high school? You have to do commencement in the fall because it's important to people because they care about their high school and they need to come back and celebrate all the things they've done through the entire four years. Okay. Not just three years and 11 months. Okay. People Not are, 11 months, by the way. <laughs> people are crazy. Yeah. About high school. Yeah. Okay. It's dumb. I agree. Nothing you have said has stopped me from saying that it's dumb. You know what's really sad about this scene between Teresa and Ryan? Yeah. One, she says he got a haircut. And I'm like, WTF? But two, and more sad, she wants to leave Chino. Yeah. And she doesn't know how to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, did you know Aaron? It's a better film stock here. She looks a lot better here than she did there because it's not so desaturated. She's very sad. She's got more color in her. She seems peppier yeah. and happier. Well, it's because she's got more color in her face. But the sorrow, it's not far away. But then, like, Ryan's like, hey, let's leave this horrible place. And she's like, yeah. I mean, I have to clean up at some point, but okay. Actually, I didn't hear that until later. I just heard, like, yeah, appetizers are done. No, but when they physically... Because I heard her be like, oh, no, I don't have to work until we go to clean up. So I thought they would, like, wander the grounds. No, they drive back to Ryan's place. Yeah, they leave in a car. Great. <sighs> Meanwhile, Marissa is crying in public. And Sandy sees this. And Sandy gives a good talk, but misunderstands the problem. He just sees a teenager crying in public. Yeah, he's like, look, you should need to understand. Ryan's afraid of people leaving. And I'm like, that's not the problem. However, that is also true. That is a problem. <laughs> and it's a true problem. My biggest thing about this is that I'm like, this is Marissa's problem. Mm-hmm. Like, Sandy talking about like, look, you just have to understand Ryan's like, no, 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 she doesn't. She doesn't understand herself. She needs to understand why she did not trust the person she's dating. And how she can learn to trust the person she has chosen to share her life with. So I'm like, Sandy, good talk. Wrong topic, but you did your best. A, A plus, slap on the bottom, get off on the bench. You looked at it from your perspective. Also, he says, you've been a lot. You've been through a lot. And I'm like, not, no, they haven't. I mean, she has caused a lot of things to happen. And also, the stuff they've, quote unquote, been through was when she was dating Luke. Well, there was the whole thing where her parents split up, and that's, like, a thing you have to go through as a couple, and that was challenging for her, and Ryan was very supportive. Yeah, yeah. Until she decided to trust Bolivar's statements over Ryan's. Yes, true. Like, (laughs) they've been through one thing, and it was one hell of a thing. It was a thing. So, um, yeah, Teresa can leave. Yeah, so Marissa walks out, and Teresa and Ryan are driving away. In and her Marissa, yellow convertible. And Marissa grabs Summer. Was she going to break Summer with her? <laughs> Summer, come on, like, we're going we're gonna to confront Ryan. And Summer's like, hey, what? This feels like a thing you need to do On for your yourself. Own. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Okay, so, um, nope. 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 No. Okay, we... we This is bad, guys. I know. We should probably at least talk about what's been going on. So so the the show really wants Luke and Julie, and I feel like wants us to root for it. And I 
don't. don't want to. So the thing with Luke is he has become a much better person. In so many ways. So he sees that Mrs. Cooper, as he calls her, is sad. There's so... And he just wants to make her unsad. However, But the only way he can do it was with his dick. Yeah, because he tells her, he's like, hey, Mrs. Cooper, you're a great girl. And I'm like, nope. (laughs) And then he's like, hey, Mrs. Cooper, you always come up number one on our dumb game that teenage boys play where we talk about whose mom is hot. Which is called Ultimatum. And then... If you had to have sex with an old person, who would it be? And then Julie's like, oh, I beat Kirsten? And I'm like, mm, not the conversation for right now. Oh, and Okay, no, number one. By the way that Julie responded, I'm like, fine, you're perfect for each other. But the... the okay, the... Every sort of every part of this series is like an adult writing for teenagers. Except for this scene, sounds like a fourteen-year-old being like, like, "Yeah, when I tell when I when I tell that older lady that she's hot, that like we want to like have bang and have sex. When I tell we we want to have sex with her, she'll be like, "Yeah, I totally like being called that. I'm hot." And I'm like, "That's not how any person in the world works, Julie." We know, we know that you had Marissa when you were 18. So Marissa's 16, that's 32. That is two years older than I am. I am not sleeping with a 16-year-old. Because, because he seduced you by being like, I always said I would have sex with you. Kevin, sometimes 26-year-olds are like, hey, hey, Aaron. You're hot. I'm like, you're a baby. Like, like essentially... The, you are a real child. Get away. Like, the... She's two years... This is... And, ah! and the, mind, the, the mindset that this, this puts out is the idea that all Julie really wants... That all women want to hear is, hey, hey, girl, hey, girl, I'd have sex with you. And they're like, yeah! It's the same, like, concept of, as catcalling. Of like, I know. If, if I just tell a woman that I want to have sex with her, she'll be down for that. Like, Luke doesn't say anything nice. He He's doesn't say anything all, about her as a person, yeah, about only, her soul or her personality. Which, to be fair, or, is perfectly in line with what Luke would do. Because he's 16. And dumb. But she should not be falling for that. She just had this awesome scene with Caleb in the last episode where she was like, I deserve more than what you have put me through. She should want someone who nourishes her as like a person, an intelligent person who has thoughts and hopes and dreams. But now she's sad and wine drunk. No one cares about her wine drunk. Luke, no. Julie, no. No, no. when Luke Luke, walks into her home, Julie stops and she looks all around like she is hoping the OC is at his watching balcony <laughs> to stop this from happening. The OC's job is not to stop 32-year-old women from having sex with 16-year-olds. He has better stuff to deal with. My math is wrong. She's 34, but it's still not better. <laughs> yeah, his job is not to stop 34-year-old women from having sex with 16-year-olds. That, that is, is not anyone's job except for your own. I guess the police. But, like, just stop it. It's bad. <sighs> so Sandy has a very excessive Valentine's Day, and it turns out this was a goof all along. Yeah, Sandy's what I assume is Sandy's been planning it all along. Because there is no way he could plan this before the party. Unless no. He, unless he talked to Marissa and, and, like, I mean, I guess Kirsten was, was happy when he talked to Marissa. It had to have been before that. No, he has – there's no way this is last minute. He's known all along. He has set off a TNT of rose petals. And a box of chocolate the size of a child. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With only his favorite flavor and uh, Kiki's. There are no other flavors. It is excessive and, I guess, incredible. And we don't get to see the scene afterwards where either they, A, have messy chocolate sex on top of that chocolate. And, B, have to clean everything up. It's definitely A. That's why they have a house cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so Summer 
interrupts Seth talking to his horse. Yes. My abbreviations have become unclear to me. But Yeah, Summer comes in, talks to, uh, to Seth, talking to the horse. What I like about the scene is that Summer sits down on the bed, looks at Seth and goes, oh no, and then stands up. I'm like, oh, Seth, Summer's going to have sex with Seth again. <laughs> she was like, I can't talk about it. She was like, I can't sit on this bed right now. We're going to have sex again. <laughs> And there's um, <laughs> something about that that I found so funny. Actually, okay, this is a – it's not a dumb storyline, actually. This is a very yes. endearing storyline. Uh, hey, hey, everyone, here's a twist. Remember that first thing I got upset about that happened so early? That was great. This is the best thing that OC has done because they put that sex scene at the beginning and rushed it because right here at the end – they're upset that they rushed it. They're two dumb virgin teenagers yeah. who are like, oh, no. Like, Seth was like – that was a big moment for both of us. And we just sort of like did it. And I'm like, holy, this series is great. <laughs> so good. Like, because that's exactly what I was thinking. About. I wrote it down at the beginning. Mm. I'm like, man, this seems really rushed. It's because it was. And it's so realistic because this does happen to people. Again, let's go back to my story with the lie about the girl in the tent. And that guy's first time yeah. was on the fire extinguisher couch. And it's crazy because... Here's the thing. I'm going to be honest. I don't think Summer was written as a virgin. No, I don't think so. <laughs> because she talks a huge game at the beginning. Like when, when um, uh, Marissa's talking about having sex with uh, yeah. Luke. Oh, Summer yeah. talks a huge game. Yeah. Yeah. But like it works with her it character. Works so well. So, hey, OC, good job. So, um, good, good job on two moments. Seth moseys on over to his record player. Because he's a hipster before hipsters were cool. This is a sweet moment. And but what does he put on? Oh, he puts on a soft rock cover of Wonderwall. Which which is weird because Wonderwall is already a soft rock song. But I do think this is before Wonderwall became a huge cliche. You think so? Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, What's the Story Morning Glory came out in 1995. Okay, but... I did a, like, cabaret show. Yeah, I remember. Show and the guy played Wonderwall. Yeah, where I was in grade 11. Yeah. And none of us in the show were like, <laughs> Wonderwall. I say this is about on the line of the idea of someone sitting in a quad playing Wonderwall. And this episode came out when I was in grade 12. So it's, like, right before you were like, this is a cliche. What I was really going to say that um, I like about this is that this is a, it's a quintessential teen drama. The fact they have a very popular song... But our cover of it. Slightly different. That's always what they do. But it is very sweet that Seth is like, okay, we're going to do it again. Let's make it a moment. So they, and he puts on a song. They, like oh, they're, really they're cool. not going to have sex. No, they're just going to make out and like hang out. Yeah, like, the, and he's going to start with a dance. So that's sweet. I mean, I have also had a moment like this, except the guy just played Free Falling by Tom Petty. Over and over and over and over this, this for, like, four hours. This Wonderwall cover was good. Oh, we had two versions of Free Falling. One was the cover, one was the original. For four hours. Sweet. So this uh, this slides over and the song keeps going because Marissa comes to Ryan and still can't understand. She storms in. Why She's he's... like, where is she? Where's Teresa? Oh, You're wait. cheating on me. I guess we didn't talk about uh, – there is a scene where Ryan and Teresa are talking on the bed – and this was the scene where I decided that... Um, he wasn't going to do anything with it. Yeah, like, oh, I feel no chemistry between them. Also, but the, I don't think she was going to do anything yeah, with it. Yeah, the series kind of made it feel like... But she's like, anyway, I should go back and clean up. And he's like, yeah. And then they look at each other. And, and like, then it cuts away. And I'm like, are we supposed to infer something from that? Because that was the most chaste thing we've seen since those gay guys kissed. But turns out we're not supposed to infer something. Yeah. Because Marissa comes storming on in. She's like, where's Teresa? What's this? What's what? And Ryan's still wearing most of his suit reading a book. Yeah, and she's like, and he's like, she's not here. Then Marissa's like, I don't want, I don't want to lose it. I would have fought her. I would have killed her. And Ryan's like, hey, buddy. This is not attractive to me. We have to figure us out. Because who we are, not good. And he's like, I can't, like, I can't get over this. And she's like, like, I'm sorry. He's like, but what are you sorry for? Like, just say anything more than just I'm sorry. Explain what you, th- what do you think Ryan's upset about? Because yeah. Sandy was wrong. Yeah, and I don't think she believes Sandy, but we have no details. Of I'm, what she I'm going to is think wrong. that that's exactly what she think it thinks. Like, she, like, she's like, all right, he's afraid of someone leaving him. So my only, my only way of doing this is to throw myself at him. And also, 
still not explain that that's my thought process. Yeah, I was going to say I'm sorry. And then storm out into the night. Guys, it's like I was really worried multiple times this episode that the that the episode was going to try to pivot and make Ryan all of a sudden have to be the one to apologize. Yeah. Because there was a time when he said wrong. Yep. Then there was the time when he left and she was crying. I thought like, oh, are we going to have someone come over and be like, no, you got to understand. Ryan's just like, you got to be patient with him. It's like, no, no, this isn't Ryan's fault. Mm-mm. But the series, my God, is good at Ryan this. has, I mean, does it bother me that Marissa's continually the villain? No. <laughs> because I think we have some strong female characters. Yes. Um, I think Kiki, though sometimes irrational, is not any more irrational than Sandy. No. I think Summer is actually an awesome... Yeah, Summer, like, she did not start out. She started very... No. But, like... But Summer has become an awesome female character. Granted, she has her rage blackouts. (laughs) Which are great, let's be fair. But, like, why not make her a vaguely funny character? Her motivations... Yeah. And like are reasonable and, and like for some reason that and... one scene where she played was playing Galaga and it just wasn't commented on. Like, it was awesome. Yeah, because I'm like, if I would feel like if they commented on it, it would have been maybe my OC moment, my my maybe CW pandering, moment. Pandering, yeah, be- because it would have been out of character for her. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she just does it and says like, yeah. This is what she does. It means that he knew where to find her, exactly. which was at the Galaga yeah. game. So yeah, I even think Anna. Though I don't care about her, well, they, is a pretty you know what even they, Haley they did not do a great job of ending Anna. No, but most of Anna yeah. was awesome, and even Haley, who is not not a super well fleshed out female character, yeah. is still like her character has nothing to do with her relationships. Even her relationship with her dad, I think her relationship with her sister, yeah. is more important. Well, it's what makes this series very interesting is the fact that. I will say that Marissa is portrayed as villain Bao in the relationship um, a bunch. I think there's a few times where the series tries to make us think like Ryan, but it's still Marissa. Mm-hmm. But I feel like lately they started to pivot to, no, no, it's Marissa, which is interesting for a series like this. But Marissa's flaws and the things that make her the worst also make sense. Yeah. Like, considering her mother is Julie Cooper... You can't really expect her to be any no. less crazy than she is. No, I'll, I'll say like the stuff that she's got going on makes sense. And the reason we're upset at her is because occasionally the series tries to make I think, us I, root I, for I, her. I, I think that's why this this episode I was so worried about it pivoting so much mm-hmm. is because it has before. Mm-hmm. It has been like, oh no, but look how sad she is. It's like, but I don't care. She's been the worst. Yeah. But now, like, this episode, it's like, no, Marissa is wrong. And it ends with Ryan being like, no, no, like, we we, we can't just, like, you know, jump back together. No, like, we have has to happened. figure this out. Like, like, I can't just forget. He even says, I can't just forget this. Yeah. Not even forget, just like, I can't forget, like, I can't just ignore this. Yeah. Which, Which is an important thing to communicate in any relationship. So, Aaron. Yeah. Throughout this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? I sure did. For those who don't know, a CW moment is a moment when uh, logic and reason is overtaken by drama. And I'm not going for the obvious because we all know what the obvious is. My moment is the moment where Kirsten walks into her bedroom and it is full with flowers and chocolates. <laughs> because there is nothing in the episode leading up to that. There is no way that Sandy was able to do that. So you have to assume he's been like having like a wink and a nudge the entire episode. Well, here's except like, that no one told Peter Gallagher that. So, I, so he has no wink and nudge. I think he figured it out after their first talk. And then like everything, everything else he's like, I just have to keep her out of her bedroom. Best way to keep her out of the bedroom, make, make her, her angry. <laughs> but, like, Peter Gallagher is playing it completely straight. So maybe my CW moment is Peter Gallagher? Maybe. <laughs> hey, Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I did, and it's something that I just put up because I think the CW tried to do it that <laughs> did not work at all, which was this, the, the moment at the end of Ryan and Teresa's talk. Mm. The moment where Teresa's like, oh, man, I have to go. 
and they sort of say, exchange a few words and they give like a little like loving look and then it cuts away and I'm like are we supposed to imply because they definitely were trying to that entire thing they're like oh maybe, maybe these two maybe these two except for the fact there's no chemistry between them yeah it's very chaste oh there's also the moment where um, Marissa's like I don't know this girl's back they did musicals together. She played Peppermint Patty and he played Snoopy. And I was still like, no, Peppermint Patty is not a real character. <laughs> She's not in the show. This is not, this proves nothing. <laughs> like she had to have been a background character. They're like, and you're Peppermint Patty. Yay. Yay. Wear this red dress. Great. Oh, good. Look at you, Peppermint Patty. Yay. And all, and all this weird thing, like he, she was Peppermint Patty. He was Snoopy. Like... It should have been like he, she was Charlie Brown, he was Snoopy. Like, make it a something or, that is a something. Yeah, or even if it wasn't like you was going to Charlie Do Brown, a like a different show. Like, yeah, so, something, something that's. He was Fagin, she was Nancy. Maybe not Fagin because that's a hilarious. Are you familiar with Oliver? No, yeah, I am. That's still a weird choice. Who's the or who is the one that Nancy is in love with? Fagin. I don't think it's Megan. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a show that has children Stop in it. Stop punching the table. God, I'm dropping my hands. You're still pu- you're punching the table. <laughs> no, my hands are hitting the sink. I don't care if you're upset about Oliver. Or Grease. Be like, they did Grease. She was Rizzo. He was Kanicki. Do something. Because clearly they're not going to be the leads. Some of us did Grease in junior high. They wouldn't be the leads. He's going to be Danny. She's going to be Sandy. No. <laughs> She's Rizzo. He's Kanicki. <laughs> I mean, he was Snoopy. That's essentially the lead of uh, he's good, your good man, Charlie Brown. It goes back and forth. All right. Hey, if any of that made sense to you, you should give us a, a like, a subscription. A, Maybe uh, even a review. A review would be – a five-star review would be great. Actually, reviews are what help people find us. And with Riverdale coming back – Yeah. Like, people need to find this OG Riverdale podcast. Come on. We'll talk more about Riverdale. It'll be weird again. Yeah. It's been a long time, guys. Yeah. I'm Because every episode of OCB Watch, I'm worried that it will just get better. That's true. But with Riverdale, I don't have that fear. With Riverdale, I have confidence that it'll be just what we need it to be. Not bad, not good, just but amazing. Great. <laughs> um, you can also email us. You can hit us up on some social medias. All of that is Podcast MOA. And if you email us, it's Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at gmail.com. 100% the weirdest way you could have said that. <laughs> nope, it was good. All right. People liked it. All right. They liked it a lot. Stop punching the table. I'm not. Yes, you are. I just moved my arm. This table has a weird lip and I don't know how to deal with it. Let's finish this podcast. Great. Will Ryan and Marissa get back together? Will Julie and Luke keep doing their thing? And why do I care? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. Team Drama Fancast.